Hi, welcome to Ace Chats with me, Charlotte. And me, Anna. Today we are inspired by International Women's Day and we thought that we would have a chat um, about the women in our lives, about having daughters, about our business, where it all started, being two women, you know, in business, we yeah. thought would be an interesting topic. Absolutely. Um, I was, I'm a little bit sort of annoyed about International Women's Day because isn't every day just International Women's Day? Why have we got to have a specific day? Is there an International Men's Day? Um, I don't think so. Well, there might be. I'm going to quickly Google it while we're sitting here. I'm not sure. And I get what you mean. It should be, um, it shouldn't even need to be a thing. (laughs) Because we do, you know, everything every day. And we have also, there's Mother's Day, there's, uh, that's my birthday. So Sunday, the 19th of November, this year, 2023, is... is International Men's Men's Day. Day. Okay, but I guess they've probably, I wonder how long they've been doing that for. And I wonder if it's become like an equality thing. Possibly, possibly. Um, Interesting, Because it probably started with International Women's Day. I reckon. Um, And then kind of rolled into that. Anyway, Um, we'll delve into that a little bit. Yes, but let's just quickly have a recap of of the week that's been. Um, It feels like yesterday that Sarah was sitting here. Um, with our doing our last podcast yeah that was a great podcast we've had so much feedback which we absolutely love it really helps us a come up with topics and b find out what you guys are interested in so it was obviously a very um yes and people really liked our post also yeah um which we posted i think on monday um uh, that also got quite a lot of engagement etc um so obviously talking about weight loss around children or any of those kinds of topics around children is something that people are interested in. Definitely, because it can be so harmful. Um, But in the meantime, we've had Purim yesterday, and uh, we were just discussing what sort of grouches we both are, because I can't bear dressing up. I just can't bear it. I'm a complete Purim Scrooge. I can't bear seeing. And and this is no offence to you if you like to dress up. Good on you. (laughs) You're Um, much more fun than we are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I was never that mum that needed to get dressed up with my kids. I was always happy to, you know, get them ready for Purim, but I never needed to be, you know, all in matchy-matchy outfits. Um, It's just not my kind of thing, and I just find it all a bit cringe. We actually went to a party, and I probably should have got dressed up. I think we were the only people there who weren't dressed up because it was a fancy dress party. But just before we left, um, Danny had had a little bang on the car and was really in a state and I said well let's not go and he said no we're going and we just sort of left the house um but I I literally went in my tracksuit bottoms back you know what I was a personal trainer yes well someone asked me yesterday who I was dressed up as and I said I was dressed up as Anna yes we meant to do something yes and we never did maybe next year uh, yes, well, don't <laughs> give it away. <laughs> in the meantime, approach, yeah. we are sitting here watching, well, the snow's just subsided, but the snow's been coming down. It's bloody depressing. All I wanted was March to come. So, because, you know, March feels so hopeful. It feels like, you know, the, the clock's going to change, the days are longer, yeah, the but, buds... you know, the weather does change like that. And we could have, in, you know, 10 days, we could then start having, you know, much yeah. more mild yeah. weather what I find hilarious is my dog Buzz it is now what time 10 past 2 he has not been outside today every time I give him the option he kind of stands at the door and then goes now nah, don't uh, fancy it and he walks <laughs> away 
And he hasn't been able to go to the mm. toilet once since, oh like, when we came home last night. We should probably try again. Well, I'm assuming he'll go when he wants to, but it's, uh, I mean, he's, he's really turned his nose up at the weather. <laughs> um, and I'm Meanwhile, kind of I've had to take the dogs out in this weather and they were delighted to run around and I can't bear bringing wet dogs into the oh. house. And yep. you have to start drying them and the towels and then they shake and you get dirt on your newly painted walls and floors and it's very depressing um anyway the joys of being dog owners yeah and the joys of the english weather yes now if you have uh, managed to get rid of all your if you are a purim celebrator and have had lots of a mishlach manok come through your house um we always say try and bag it up um, and get rid of as much as possible remember you're not a dustbin um, and your kids are not dustbins and they don't need to eat all of that rubbish so Either try and get rid of or um, put it away for another time. Yeah, just on a top shelf, like somewhere it's not so accessible or that you can see so easily. Yes, I mean, we were, I was very thankful this year. This was actually the first year where we really got nothing. And I didn't feel sad about that. <laughs> really, Guys, really pleased. <laughs> Charlotte out. No, I didn't feel unpopular or sad. <laughs> I felt really bloody pleased. It's such a waste of bloody money and time and effort. Um, and I think nowadays, especially with, you know, the way things are, people, um, you know, can't afford their weekly shops. Yeah. And we're spending all this money on kind of, you know, like these, it, it's all rubbish. nutritious food. Yes, it's all rubbish. And even to bag it up and give it to gift, which we know because we are packers at gift, how much of that rubbish goes to gift. But like these families who, you know, are getting the food need like actual food. nutritious food. They don't need your rubbish that you want to, like you don't want to have in your house. That's my biggest gripe with it yeah. all is that actually no one needs it. And, yeah. no, you know, so... I'm very pleased that it hasn't all come Well, my, my house. house is a very different story. It is full to the brim with crisps and chocolates and the works. Um, we, my little one, Amalia, begged me. She begged me and begged me and begged me. And I can't just say no constantly. So I let her have three things yesterday. And everyone else just dumped their stuff in a box, which is now on the top shelf in my utility room. So it's like that one step further and then another step because you've got to get to the top shelf. And I'll make them probably get rid of half of it, which will take to gift on Sunday. But See, you're otherwise, take it to gift too. well, what am I meant to do with it? I don't want them eating it. I don't, they can have some of it, but not all. But what tends to happen is, you know, like they have an after-school activity, and I'll throw in a pack of popcorn, or yeah. you know, it does get used, um, but not all in one sitting. Yes, it's disgusting. Anyway, boring, 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 um, and we won't even. Um, even mention the other P word that is approaching now that Purim is over. But it's International Women's Day. So let's yes, have a chat let's, about let's and have celebrate a and women and us and, you know. Absolutely. So, I mean, really, I'd like to take it back to, um, you know, our mums and, yeah. our, and our, our grandmums. I guess they're the women that we... Um, our grandmothers are as far back as we will remember in terms of ancestors. And um, I know that both my grandmas had quite, uh, they were very different ladies. Um, and they were, you know, pretty strong, um, pretty empowered women as well, in terms of, um, like, my one, one grandmother had four husbands and, um, you know, quite a, an exotic life for, I guess, the time 
that it was. My other grandma was a yoga teacher. Um, she was a vegetarian. She was quite a yeah, uh, progressive, yeah, quite a progressive woman also for you know her time. Um, and you know my mum's mum, who was the yoga teacher, had a real effect on me from a young age. Um, I was, you know, she taught me yoga. Um, she was always into, you know, health and um, being strong. And I feel like she had um, a really, quite a lasting effect on me. Amazing. Um, and my mum as well, who has, who is a very strong-willed woman, um, who also has always been into being strong and fit. And, you know, she's had a, you know, in terms of, this kind of stuff, which we obviously can really relate to because it's what our passion is. Um, my mum was one of the only mums I knew that went to proper gyms. Um, she has always worked out. She's always kept fit. She's always does, has, has always done something in her life. Um, and so um, I feel like they had very yeah. positive effects on my life and the way I view of my body etc it's interesting because my perspective and I didn't grow up with grandparents my mum lost both her parents before she was even married and my dad's mum were lived away and she'd pop in and out of our lives but she was much older and she wasn't really sort of engaged in any way shape or form she just always sat at the end of our table reading the daily mail she was she was really uh she wasn't it's sad, but she lived a very different life and it's a very different lifestyle to all of us. But my mum has run a business, I mean, she no longer does, for, you know, since she, she opened a business when she had my elder sister, who is now 45. Um, and she was, um, she's always been in the dental world and she started a dental recruitment agency. Um, and she's always worked full time. And when I say full time, it's quite interesting because it's quite similar to our lifestyles. You know, she'd get calls already at six thirty in the morning. She didn't answer them, but you know, dental nurses calling in mm-hmm. sick, and and you'd get calls at eleven o'clock at night. And um, I just remember like the phone ringing nonstop. Um, we always had au pairs. We always had help. Um, but what was really interesting is um, when my dad was in his early forties. Um, he became ill. He had a brain and aneurysm, a huge bleed. And it was a big chapter of our lives. But basically, he stopped being able to drive. He lost part of his sight and he had to hand in his license. And really, like, his world collapsed a little bit. Um, And my mum, who was always ran this business, essentially became the breadwinner. And I don't know if it was sort of uh, fortuitous, whatever it was, is that she had created this business that could essentially... Um, you know, feed our family. Uh, my dad always carried on dabbling on the side, and I'm sure he does. No one actually knows what my dad does. But he was always home then, and he was always sort of um, helped her with the accounts and helped with bits and pieces. But, you know, from my perspective, from a businesswoman, you know, I've always seen my mum. She worked 24-7. She, I don't ever feel like I went without, because she worked from well, home. Well, I was going to say, she. I remember your mum working yeah. as well in your house, and she had a, her office to the side exactly. of the house. And she was like us. Although exactly. we're kind of constantly on in terms of work. Yeah. We're also, from when our kids are home, around and, yeah. um, you but, know. Um, it's really a very comfortable... Look, in some ways, the work-life balance is terrible because we never actually leave our jobs. Yeah. You know, your work is at home, then you're... Always... But on the other hand, she was there at dinner time. She was there to pick us up from school if, when she could. She yeah, was... and if, if you did need, you know, 
help or yeah. you know the things like that you know we are around and the other thing is is you know I know a lot of people who have a kid who's off sick and then they can't go into work whereas in those situations we're quite we've got it really easy yeah. we don't have to change anything mm-hmm. we're, we're just it's home really which is um it's especially really nice. now that our clients come to us yes Yes, well. and it's just interesting that I've ended up and you've ended up, but the same setup as my mum, where we've got a little side entrance on the side of the house, so yeah. you know it doesn't need to come. Uh, you know, my clients don't need to come through the house at all, um, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's really different field, but uh, yes, um, but I do think, and I think this is something that we are very lucky about. And talking to clients and friends who work in office jobs. Um, who have bosses? Who, yes. they, you know, they, we're we're really lucky with our own bosses as well. So am I? Am I not? Uh, if we am I have not your boss yet? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. Um, but if likewise. you know, but likewise, we can. You know, if if we have a day where we just can't sit together, yeah. we love to sit together um, in the afternoons. But if we can't because one of our kids is or home, we have an or, appointment, or because there's an appointment, or just you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Um, we don't have that pressure and yeah. I think we're really really lucky and also I think that when our kids were younger we we were out the house a lot yeah so I used to be a mobile trainer yeah. I was out you know eight nine hours a day and then come home and then go out again in the evenings and you know we really weren't around a lot and our kids at that point it was probably the best time really because although the kids were young and it was exhausting they went to bed at seven they didn't yeah. need us in the evenings Whereas now I feel like my kids need us so much more in the evenings. And so, yes, I still work a bit in the evenings and we're still on our phones doing the groups and things like that. But even if I've got a client here for an hour, like I'm still around. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I do think that we're really, really lucky. And I think our kids don't realise how lucky they are that they've got working mums that they can look up to. But also um, working mums that are... Yeah, and I just want to say one other thing is that we both have uh, very supportive husbands and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, I don't even know how to express it, but, you know, when women are earning money and possibly earning as much or more than their husbands, it can cause issues, it can cause issues with, um, you know, an idea of men. Well, confidence and... You know, men can... Feel like I think they it's want a to be the ones, thing, isn't it? Maybe, than... but if you speak to our husband, oh, you know, yeah, they would just be delighted yeah, to retire absolutely. and leave it to us. Absolutely. I mean, one day, guys, one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not it's quite yet, but... it's really nice that they not only support us, they they cheer us along, they champion us, and they um they really do want our business to be as a success. Yes, and also they supported us in times when the kids were younger. Yeah. And although they, you know, the kids didn't need us in terms of. Um, uh, emotionally as much but they were there in the evenings to put the kids to bed yeah. and to you know like be around if the kids needed hands help on. homework and things like that so they've always been really hands on which yeah. is um, really great but I do think also that that's the sign of the times as well is that um, our men I remember my you know Yaron's dad you know like and my dad like you know men didn't do what our boys did yeah when we had babies, when, when they were dads it's true. with young kids. And so, um, you know, hopefully we will bring our boys up um, with also a very... Um, balanced. And... Bal- yes, and, and see that their role is, uh, you know, helping with the kids and 
helping clean up the house and but I, I very much thing. Um, in, in my house you know everyone helps there's no room for people not to help and it's not like you know lay the table it's it's there's no like the girls lay the table the boys oh, don't yeah, yeah, everyone totally. just just mucks in really and I really hope that, that yep. that's going to sort of translate as good adults <laughs> yes I think so I think it just becomes part of like you know when our, when we left our kids alone for the weekend when we were away uh, in the new year um like the boys were just as hands-on in terms of cleaning up the kitchen every evening as Erin was yeah. and they were all folding washing and they all you know helped to do it together yeah. it wasn't like oh Erin you're the oldest and and the only girl so you must cook for us and clean for us and do our washing yeah. it was very much uh, <laughs> all three of them hands-on so yeah so hopefully we are bringing up um, also lovely, respectful boys. I think <laughs> we should take people back to the very beginning, not just how our business started, but what was going on sort of before the business started. Um, I'm happy just to give you a rough, because I know that, you know, we talk, but you don't really sort of know us. And, um, you know, first of all, myself and Charlotte, we, we have known each other since primary school. So we have been friends. Charlotte was in a different school and she moved over to my school when you were in, in about year seven. Two. Um, and we've been friends since then, since since year two. We then uh, went on to secondary school together. Um, there wasn't much learning in secondary school, but we had a great social yeah, we life. Yeah, lots of fun. We uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, um, and really, it was on our year off that we kind of parted ways for a few years. Yep. I went to do a one-year program in Israel at Barilan University, which is where I met my husband when I was 18. Um, and Charlotte did a similar program, didn't you, at Hebrew U? Hebrew U, but just a six-month. Yeah, and um, I met my husband very quickly, realised that we were probably going to um, get married and then move to Israel, um, and did my degree in Israel, in Hebrew. I studied logistics and economics, and when I... And I was very young. I'd got married when I was 20, and I had my eldest, Ella, when I was 22, and... It was a time in Israel that was a lot of, um, it was unsettled, it was the Intifada, it, was a, it wasn't a nice place to live at the time, um, and we decided we would come home. So it brought back Ella at the time, who was eight months, and we moved to London, back to London. Um, and in fact, that's when we... Kind of rekindled we, our friendship yeah, again. Because I had just had Gabe and you had Erin. Yes, but I think we, were, we became friends before we had the kids, yeah. before we had Erin and Gabe. Um, I, because I, I, I remember, remember Ella, Ella crawling around in my parents' yeah. house. Yes, and also I remember coming to your flat. Um, yeah, and also coming to your yeah. flat when you were in Chessington. Yeah, um, it's funny, so, isn't it? Yeah, so that's kind of when we started to become friends again, and then um, I think we were the oh. only two who had babies out of our sort of peers and yeah. group, and it wasn't because we weren't in schools yet. You hadn't. I sort of hadn't made my you know group of friends yeah, yeah, yeah. from school so you sort of you found the people who yeah, were doing yeah. it around you when you absolutely uh, and so we um so yeah so that's and then it was a good I mean how many Erin was eight when I qualified as well I'll tell you because I was working in an office job um essentially doing logistics um for ten I want to say 10 years so I started when Ella Ella was about 14 months and I finished how long ago? Well, you finished about a year into we starting yes. it, or not even? I'm not sure. But I was there for 10 years. Um, and I'd always been an, 
like loved exercise, always went to the gym and people kept saying, why don't you train as a personal trainer? And I thought that it was going to take all the enjoyment out of exercise if I turned it into my work. And then go on, what, what, tell us what you did. So for me, it was joining the gym after I had Theo. So it was before I turned 30, I had decided that I wanted to get my, to just get fit. I felt really um, sluggish and um, I, I really felt like now I've got three young kids, I've got to be fitter and stronger for yeah, these kids. Yeah, we missed that part, didn't we? You've what got, part? Erin, uh, who is... Yeah, so Erin, who is now 16. Um, I've got Nate, who is nearly 15 in a few weeks. And Theo, who is 12. Yeah. Um, so I had them all in the space of four years. And <laughs> um, I had... The day that I had Theo was the day before Erin started primary school reception. And I had to beg to be let, released from the hospital <laughs> so that I could get Erin ready for school on her first day because that's all she wanted and obviously all I wanted. And I couldn't take her to school. I wasn't uh, able to drive the next day. I'd been stitched up and whatever, so I wasn't really in a driving state. But I remember getting myself up and getting her ready and it being like such a big deal to get home from the hospital. Yeah, but also um, just from a side um, note, you know, we, we've, when we obviously coach clients, you know, we get it. We really, we understand because we have been there. We've been there and done that. I didn't have such a small age gap. I've got 10 years between my oldest and youngest. I've got uh, Ella who's 19 and then Gabe who's 16 and Mika is 13 and Amalia is nine. So I did it quite sort of spread out. But, um, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you only understand if you if you've been there and done that I mean it takes empathy to a whole new I can tell you that those first six years I'd say you know from when I had well really from when I had Erin to when you know Theo was a, a nice age yeah was bloody bloody hard work and I can tell you this as well I didn't love it it's interesting I didn't not love it I wasn't miserable but I did a bit wish the time away. I used to tell my kids the whole time, you know, they used to like be like, you know, crying and I'd be like, oh, for goodness sake, just grow up already. Just be a teenager. <laughs> They're people really would always, easy. People would always laugh at me and I'm like, you're dealing with a two-year-old. I'm like, I know, I just wish they would grow up already. <laughs> I love that. And actually, I love being a mum to mm. te- teens now. I, I'm, it's much more me. I can relate to them. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we get on as a family. It's so lovely now. And I love, you know, talking to them. And I love the relationship that we have now. But I never loved being a mum of young kids. Like I said, I I never wanted to get into fancy dress. I never wanted to sit on the floor and play with dollies and Barbies. (laughs) um, You know, trains and cars and all of that kind of stuff that the boys wanted to do. I just wanted them to be able to talk like grown-ups express themselves like grown-ups <laughs> and not have to deal with all the kind of petty I know, but you broke my is... banana in half i now not can't eat yeah, it's a bit of brown a bit of brown and it's just like it's a you think it tastes any different you stupid child <laughs> <laughs> the problem 
problem is, is like now I want it to slow down. Now I'd I can't. Like, I'd like I to can't. bottle them these yeah. ages now because actually this is the fun part. And I remember so clearly with my eldest, you know, wanting her to be potty trained and wanting her to walk and everything like so quickly. I was so yeah. desperate. I had to eat solids and... And now I'm like, what was the flipping rush? You know, slow yeah. it all right down. It's really, um, yeah. I know, really... but I guess you just got to take each chapter as it comes. Um, but let's and, go back. And enjoy it. Let's go back. So I so, tell you that I, um, I'm just remembering, I had Amalia and then, and then on her maternity leave, I retrained as a personal trainer. So we got right. Danny involved. We got Magda, who used to be my cleaner slash help. And my mum and I spent eight solid weeks with a brand new baby. Yeah, bonkers. Um, I can't remember exactly how old she was, um, retraining. And then went back to work and yes. was doing that on the side. Yes, and I was coming into your work. Yes, Charlotte would pop in. It no longer is this the place you don't need to whisper. Yes. She'd pop in. I remember we made our Ace logo yes. there. Yeah, yeah, The very first version of it. Yeah. Um, we created our schedules. Yeah. We, we had a couple of meetings Jake, I remember. Yes, we got the accountant in. Hilarious. So Ace um, Lifestyle was born in 2015. Was it 15? It must have been. Amalia was born 2013. I would have qualified in 2000, around 14. So yeah. It could have been 2014. We we could look it up on Company's House. Yeah. I want to say 15. Because we set up the company about a year later, I think. Anyway, well, we started classes. Um, we, we started in the local short hall in Kinlas. We, um, we did a free class for everyone. Charlotte's doing the, ma- the math on her <laughs> yeah. fingers. Um, I remember I we... Was, yeah, I think it was, it was in the summer of 15. Because 14, I qualified as a trainer. Okay, there you go. in the gym. Okay. Um, but we did this class and we had about 40 people turn up, I remember. Yeah. There was a photo in the Jewish News and the Jewish Chronicle. Yeah, and, it was very exciting. Um, if you remind me, when we post this, I will see if I can Find that picture, fish out the, the picture. Um, and we really, really very quickly grew a schedule of classes. Now, some of the classes were massive. We would yes. like have 25 but people. But what we really... What I, what, just, sorry, okay, just taking it back a little bit. You know, like why, why did we want to start off you know, these classes. What we really felt was that partly we wanted to empower women. Um, we wanted them to feel comfortable and confident in a class setting. Because, you know, if you go to the gym, not, not, a lot of gyms don't have women's only classes. Um, if you're not a member of a gym, you know, what were your options? There was like Zumba, maybe a bit of aerobics, but no one was doing, you know, real strength training. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. And we really, really felt like actually that was something that that us as women were missing. Yeah. And we really wanted to give people that um, opportunity to, um, you know, get the benefits of building muscle, of um, doing the kind of high intensity exercise that, you know, people were talking about, but possibly it wasn't within reach at that time. Yeah. And that's really why we we set up Ace Lifestyle. Yeah, and we, um, funnily enough, we set it up um, one, one lunch break. We were on a course together, a TRX course, and I'm sure you guys have heard the story a million times, but we were both sort of trying to do our own thing. We had clients. We were each trying to do small group sessions and some classes, and because we've got the same friends, there was a lot of like, oh, I don't know what to do, yeah. <laughs> feel uncomfortable. And I had a class on a Thursday night, and Charlotte had one on a Friday morning, and we thought, you know what? Let's just join forces. This is madness. So um, we um, 
we bore ace lifestyle um in the middle of our trx course yeah um and you know we ran the scheduler classes and we we although sort of i worked in business for years and you know i studied business as well nothing can quite sort of prepare you for the highs and the lows the um well we had to become we weren't only personal trainers fitness instructors all of a sudden we had to become advertisers and marketeers and accountants accountants and all the and I'm just trying to think what else we had to do but it was just all of it it all was a huge yeah it was a huge thing um which you know if you've just worked for some you know when I worked in a gym all I need to do was turn up every day with some session plans whereas this was like session planning and then all and, the other and things. also one other thing that was really hard is we were used to working with people one-to-one and we just suddenly decided you know what we'll put ourselves in the front of a room well I was thrown into yes, that you had when to. I worked in the gym and although I was shit scared to be honest I um I wasn't given a choice they said uh, you know I was working yeah. in Virgin and George the trainer had given up the boot camp and they said right Charlotte you're taking the boot camp every I think it was a Thursday night and I don't know if I'm sure I've told this story, but, you know, the first couple of times the um, the members weren't happy. First of all, they, they loved George's class. <laughs> Second of all, they didn't love how I had formatted this class. And when I went to George afterwards, I mean, this is how mean and unsupportive. And I really hope that, you know, if anyone came to us, we would give them, you know, so much information. Yeah. But this guy basically said to me, it's no longer my class, it's your class. And in a way, he did me a favour because I had to then go and properly think and design my own class. But he basically said, I am not helping you. you I don't, you're not copying my class. Go and find your own the class. The problem with that is the members were expecting yes. a class. Yes, yes, yes. So I had, I had put together a class that I thought was a boot camp should be because I'd done a boot camp training course with my when I yeah. um, did my um, qualification. And so I kind of put together this, this boot camp that I thought boot camp mm-hmm. should be like. And they were all like, we don't want to touch each other and we don't want to do this. And, and they came up to me at the end and I came home and I was like in tears. I was just like, this is awful. How am I going to make these people happy? But what happened was, is I created the ACE special, yeah. which became our Friday morning class. Um, and I, you know, designed a class myself. And in the end, it became a really busy and really successful class. And, and um, it was great. Yeah, it ended up being a really great class. And um, in the end, kind of, you know, screw you, George, because I managed to um, pull it out of the bag in the end. And I was very proud of myself. And I also then was asked to start taking a spinning class. And again, that felt much more scary to me, actually, than the boot camp. Because, again, when it comes to spinners, people are like, you know, hardcore. And people want to, you know, they want to be worked really hard. And I had to, again, devise my own class. And then before I was allowed in front of the members, I had to take um, the head of classes and then a few of the other trainers and my manager through my spinning class. Now, that was the scariest thing. I think that was worse than when I had to do my um, exam uh, for the spinning qualification because the amount of scrutiny I was going to get and... Um, like pressure to really 
you know, be able to bring this to the members was huge. But anyway, again, um, it was really great for me. There's definitely something to be said for being thrown into the deep end and putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. And then, you know, by the time we had been teaching classes for years, you know, you not only does it not bother you, you sort of got a bit of a high out of it. Yeah, but also I was someone who was petrified of of public speaking. So when I came to, when I was at university or even at school, when we had to do presentations and stand up in front of even just a tutor group in a, you know, in uni, a tutor group is what, 20 people? I used to be shaking. Like you could hear my voice shaking, my my hands visibly shaking. (laughs) And because of the experience that I got from being kind of thrown into classes, working in the gym, getting used to talking, you know, standing in front of loads of people. And we ended up doing, you know, the Maccabi Fun yeah, yeah, warm-up yeah. in front of hundreds of people. And all of those things has been so good for my confidence. Because now if I have to stand up and do a speech somewhere, you know, your son's totally for You know, it's, it just is not so scary anymore. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I would have been, you know, absolutely um, cacking myself. Um, the other thing I was going to say is it's been an enormous um, support having each other because we've done things that if we had been approached and asked as individuals, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure we would have just said no because, I mean, I don't like to say no to anything and I sort of put it to the side until I really need to think about it. I sort of just say yes and then... But actually, you know, when it comes to it, it's it's been really... Um, helpful useful wonderful having someone that you can you know you're sort of screaming Shadows under your breath oh my it. god i can't believe we're doing yes, this yes and also but, still when we sometimes do things like we've done a couple of corporate things yes especially online where during covid when we did a couple yeah. of talks and actually i felt really nervous doing this yeah. and i i i don't know why i think it's a little bit like <coughs> still have a bit of imposter syndrome yeah. we were talking about that the other day um and it's so nice to know that if i've just feel like I'm losing like my or I just can't articulate what I can just kind of give Anna and she'll take over um do you remember we did this corporate talk it was quite a small firm and they were sort of sitting around the table and they had complete blank faces yeah like they just didn't want to engage and I don't know I don't even think we miss read anything it was just it was really I mean, it, it's hard. It was really hard. hard. I think if I'd been by myself, and the funniest thing is, the following week we did a corporate event for a much larger firm, and we basically did the same presentation, and everyone was totally engaged. And we were like, "Okay, fine, it wasn't us. Yeah. It wasn't us." And, yeah, I think it's-, um, it's been interesting. But in the early days, we were just discussing this the other day. We um, we'd hired out a few halls that we'd found, and. You know, regardless, we had to set up. We didn't know at that point there wasn't any pre-booking. Well, this was the circuit class that yep. we were talking about in particular because that was that's on the, the one we had to schlep up equipment. Yeah, from our up car, two flights of stairs. It wasn't just two flights of stairs. It was from our car, which you couldn't always park outside. Oh yeah, that's or true. we'd sometimes unload our cars down. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then come up and, and down and up and down. Them. Yeah. Um, but also, we were never sure how many people would come, so we'd bring all of our equipment. And sometimes we would just sit there for the two of us, especially the first few weeks, yep. possibly for 20 minutes, yep. and be like, right, no one's coming, and we'd go home. And have to do that in reverse, and, take all our stuff down. Oh my gosh, it was uh, heart a little bit heartbreaking, but we also laughed about it, and would we always do. say, we'll talk about this one day. Yeah, we'll say, we'll, we'll put it in our memoir one day. Um, but funnily enough, like the classes came to an end um, during COVID. Um, we, did, we did start a booking system. We actually built an app 
um, which was great for booking classes. We spent a lot of money on that and then we stopped classes, which in hindsight was probably a bit of a waste of money. Um, The reason we stopped classes is we felt like, I know I did most of the evening classes and we did them at 8.30 at night. And to be honest, we were exhausted. We had young families at home. Um, 8.30 was so late. It was like, you weren't even still on that. I've not had a chance to sit down yet because I've just made supper and got everyone into the bathroom. It was like, you properly ate. You then sat down in front of the TV and and especially in the cold winter, to sort of peel myself off the couch. And then also, like to go in and be all chirpy and to like, whatever was going on, you had to be there with a smile and be enthusiastic. And some days, like I said, there were 25 people and some days you'd get three people showing up and you're thinking to yourself while you're teaching this class, I've barely covered the cost of this classroom, never mind my time. And um, it was, it was, um, well, it was kind of heartbreaking at times. Yeah. Um, But our business took a natural progression. Well, we were really lucky um, because, you know, when we started the Ace Transform, um, we were really lucky with our timing. Yeah. So we had already qualified as nutritionists well before COVID hit. And we'd already written and already had done a year or two of the Ace Transform before COVID hit. So yeah. we had a proper, uh, proper program yeah. in place. Um, and it meant that when we had to go online, it was completely seamless. So we carried on with some Zoom classes, but they were also a little bit hit and miss some were great some you know only a few people would show up and they kind of slowly petered out petered out but we were lucky because we already had the ace transform going and so that became um apart from pt which really was really our pt was super busy during yeah. covid i mean i used to sit downstairs in my gym from what seven thirty in the morning until you know two three o'clock in the afternoon basically you know come up maybe for some food but i was working pt online pretty much all day. Yeah. Um, and then we had lots of groups running. So we were really lucky in terms of that we didn't need the income from the classes. Um, and the Ace Transform kind of took over from that income stream. And then we just never felt like we needed to go, or we, we didn't want to go back to yeah. it. And we, I still get people message me saying, you know, will you ever start up your classes? I miss your classes. And they were great. I mean, some of our classes, they were fantastic classes. We really, um, you know, had a bit of everything for everybody. Um, but, you know, to go back to that now, you know, I'm 42. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you're yet. not yet. But, you know, <laughs> I don't feel as young as yeah. I used to. And I don't feel like I have as much. You know, I still have plenty of energy in terms of, I still love exercising. I still exercise a good five, six times a week. Um, you know, we're you know, massively on our feet all the time. We're very, we're busy. Um, but I don't feel like I have that same energy that I can turn up to a class on a, you know, on a Wednesday night and give what I need to give. Yeah. The other thing is we started hiring people. Um, so we had, um, you know, we've got a few personal trainers that we hire and Avital started um, teaching some of the classes, so, Leora um, too, and, um, and yep, yeah, and um, Avital in fact still teaches our teen classes, and also she teaches, she does lots of group sessions for us. So we often get like teenagers who can't necessarily make teenagers, but get want to get a group of kids together or teens together and train them. So she does a lot of that. So just um, as a side note, if anyone did want 
to find out about how we can sort of recreate a class feel, uh, make a personal training session a bit cheaper is, you know, a way you, you yeah. could get a few people together and um, it's really great. Um, yes, if someone's got a nice space in their house. Definitely. But in terms of being business owners, you know, like you said before, we really have had to learn everything. And some yes. people say to us, like, but how do you know that? And we've very much been taught on the job, hasn't it? We've yeah. ha- we're lucky enough to have good also, advisors yes, around Yes, and us. we've also got Lucia. Um, yes. Lucia is an amazing help to us. Um, and she often does things where we really, str- you know, if we're really struggling with something... Um, then Lucia is is brilliant and she is amazing at Excel <laughs> and that is something that I still haven't mastered really. Oh I love a bit of Excel. Um, <laughs> I, I mean I'm a bit number dyslexic and I find that as soon as you know I've got loads and loads of numbers in front of me I just start freaking out <laughs> we're the so with opposites and yeah. I think that's why we've worked so well Charlotte writes beautifully you know she can just take something I've spent ages writing and turn it into something that sounds really well written whereas I look at numbers and I feel very at home I feel like yeah. um it's organized it's structured yeah, no, no, and Charlotte freaks out it's just but, a mess but in terms of our personalities, it's, you know, again, it's been, people always say, do not argue. When we really rarely argue. I mean, we only, if we're really passionate about something, um, you know, we really, are, you know, determined to get our point across. But, but we we've really, never had a falling out. No. We've never like, I don't want to speak to you for a few days or anything like that. We've really never, not. We've been really, really lucky. And um, um, we get each other as well. And, totally. and like you said, I think we complement each other. Yeah. Um, and we've probably grown more alike over the years as well. You know, <laughs> you people often people, joke my, about one of, us Yeah, one of my clients alike. said, you're looking more and more like Charlotte. And I said, but how is that possible? My genetics, like, yeah, I haven't yeah, changed. But I think it's, also, uh, you know, I, when you spend a lot of time with someone, it's possibly the way you talk and, yeah. you know, possibly mirror mannerisms in a way as well, which you don't even realise you're doing. We also often wear similar clothing. Yes. <laughs> Which doesn't help. <laughs> no. <laughs> but my no. hair's quite short at the moment. Yes. Yours is very long, yes, so we look yes. completely different. Yes. So um, we'll um, keep that. But what I'd also like to add is having daughters. Yes, we were going to talk about So this. having daughters has also... And I don't want to make anyone feel sad if they don't have daughters, so please don't. Um, but I remember when I had Erin, my first thought was, she was obviously my first child, and a, a sense of relief. I was like, okay, I've had a girl now, so I'm going to have a daughter. And for me, that felt really important. Um, That's grew up with a sister, grew up obviously with, you know, a a mum that I'm very close to. um, And so always felt like I I needed to have a daughter. And, but I do think having daughters has inspired us to be um, a certain way. So it's made us want to have you know, even things like starting teenagues. Like, why yeah. did we start teenagers? We yeah. started teenagers because we saw that, you know, girls, when they get to a certain age, stop exercising yeah. because if you're not into team sports um, and you don't play football or, you know, or netball or whatever it is that girls do or in a swimming squad, like, do no physical activity. And we felt like, you know, if you don't carry on or, or start exercising from a young age, you know, it's just harder and harder for it to become part of your life. And so having daughters has made us want to empower young girls um, to be stronger. Also to 
we're really, really, and, and, and you'll know this from our last couple of weeks of, you know, how we talk to girls about their bodies and um, a healthy attitude towards food. And all of those things are really, really important. I know they're important for boys nowadays as well. Um, but it just still feels that it's something that is more ingrained in girls, in mothers, the way they talk to their girls, um, the way that girls talk to each other about how they look, whereas with yeah, boys definitely. it's much less so. Um, so I really do feel like having daughters has made us um, kind of want to empower the next generation even yeah. more so. It's funny, I, I have three sisters, so I grew up in a household of girls. Um, I grew up in a household where my dad thinks underwear is called knickers because <laughs> that's what everyone wore, knickers. And he always used to joke that he should have taken out like shares in Tampax and M&S tights and, you know, and um, I kind of, and again, like Charlotte was saying, is I, I always wanted girls. And in fact, my mum ever said, people ever uh, said to my mum, did you ever want a son? And I don't think she ever felt like she... Um, missed out and um, I I love my boys to bits don't get me wrong but I think I would have felt a little bit sad if I hadn't had daughters daughters stay with their mums don't they daughters very much well um, you say that Yaron is a very uh, devoted his, yeah that's devoted true. Um, son to his mum in a lovely way um, and I totally respect that and love his mum. And have, yes, you're and very have a close very close to relationship her. with her. And I will always make sure that as a family, we divide our time between, you know, equally yeah. between my family and, and Yaron's family. So I think it depends. I think that, you know, it depends on how you bring up yeah. um, but your, I really, your kids as well. How I feel about this sort of International Business Day and how I feel about having a business and, you know, my kids watching me is it... It's hopefully, you know, empowering the, the boys too, you know, that they see that women can have successful businesses and women should, you know, be out in the workplace and they shouldn't be such a um, obvious, uh, you know, sort of gender roles, you know, everything should be fluid. But and... even a surprise, you know, that women are, that, can, that women can do yeah. and be leaders. I, I would also like to add to this uh, i think we should probably wrap this up soon but also to say that women and this sounds a bit harsh but we can't have everything so <laughs> this is a whole new podcast this is a whole new podcast but i just wanted to very um, um touch on this briefly because i don't want you to think that we are um saying that we have it all i think we have got a very we are very lucky in terms of our work-life balance because of how we've set up our business and because the industry that we've chosen. There are many women out there that have to work their asses off in the jobs that they do and they don't have um, as easy work-life balance. Yeah, they don't their have kids, flexibility. They don't have flexibility. The kids don't get to see them as much and they have to rely on nannies and grandparents and other people to help them out much more. And so you know, from what we're talking about, we're actually talking from a fortunate point of view yeah. in terms of we've been able to run a business and be present as parents, as mothers. Um, and that is very, very lucky. And so it sounds a bit like, actually, if you do it this way, you know, you can um, have it all. But there are still things that, you know, we've missed out on, our kids have missed out on, etc. by yeah. doing it our way. And and, well, the other thing I really want to say, is, I just I don't want women I don't want women to think or uh, to think that we are we don't realize 
um, because it sounds like we've got it quite easy compared to other people. I want people to realise that we do realise yeah. that. And not only that, I think we've probably painted quite a, um, a pretty, uh, yeah, idyllic picture because in reality, you know, we um, work in an industry where we have to book in um, slots with our clients. Now, we are self-employed, we're business owners, um, and people say, that's wonderful, you can just work any hours you want. Well, we can't. We need to work the hours that our clients want to see us. Yeah. And they tend to fall in hours that, that are unsociable. So I wake up most days at 5.20 to see my six o'clock clients. I'm not around in the morning to get the kids off to school. So I am lucky to have that support and that help in order to do that. Um, yesterday, you know, there's a big... Purim parade and please don't get me wrong I was delighted to miss it but I was working all morning and Danny managed to free up some some hours so it's we really do not have it all but I think we make the both the most and the best out of every situation that we're in yes um with a real positive outlook yeah um what we can say no I I totally agree with you we also have had to work you know evenings where some people have never had to work evenings I have not missed really a Sunday I've worked every Sunday since Erin was eight years old. Yeah. Every single Sunday I have got up, whether it's a Saturday night that I've had a big night out or whatever it is, I've got <laughs> up and I've trained clients. Um, and that, you know, sometimes it's hard. And sometimes... It affects, even affects your Saturday night when yeah. you're out and you're thinking, should I have a drink? What time are we getting home? I'm feeling anxious. Now I'm only going to get seven hours sleep, yeah. six hours sleep, yeah. five so, hours and, sleep. And then you feel like, you know, well, I've, I've had a really nice... Friday night sleep, but mm. I've already ruined my whole week by like having yeah. less sleep on a Saturday I also, night. So I do want people to realise yeah. that we've also that there are also sacrifices yeah. we've had we have to make and social life to make sure that we have are able to be there, you know, for our kids, for our clients. Definitely. But social okay. life, so the fact that me and Charlotte work a couple of evenings a week, the fact that we run our group, so even when we're out and about, we sort of, you know, we, we have to have our phones handy. We can't just sort of forget about our phones. Um, often we're exhausted after going to bed. Well, getting up too early. Yeah. Um, in, uh, you know, you kind of don't want to go out in the evening so much. And I feel like there's definitely has been some casualties along the way. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so, COVID hasn't helped and, you know. But I guess all we're saying is, is that nobody has it perfect and no one can have it all perfectly. And I think that we don't, I don't want to put pressure on any young women out there who maybe have just had a baby and thinking that they'll be able to, you know, get back to work and juggle there, you yeah. know, you can't do it all. And you can't do it all perfectly with everybody being happy. Yeah. Someone, your boss, your kids, your husband, your your mum, your, you know, your nanny, someone's going to get, you know, fed up with you at one point because you, you can't try and please everybody. So what I would say to you, and, and this is just a little bit of advice for someone who is, you know, coming into this world, um, is remember that you can't have it all. And prioritise certain things at certain times of your life. So we're now at a great stage of our lives. Our kids are a bit older. And they understand a lot more. Um, and so, you know, we can reason with them. And we can say, you know, well, we can't do this tonight because I've got to work. But we can do it another night. And, and no one is going to be, you know, devastated with us. And, um, so just prioritise things as they come along. You know, when you are um, having kids, your kids are going to be... Um, either you've got to choose either your work or your kids as a priority I think that's what I'm trying to say and it's okay if you choose your work 
no one, you know, and, and as long as you've got um, a, a nice setup at home, so you don't have to worry too much about the, obviously the welfare of your kids, um, it's okay to prioritize that. But don't think that you can prioritize your work and prioritize your home life and it will be perfect because it won't be. So <laughs> that's my piece of advice. For you. I like that, Charlotte. I really like that. And um, it's absolutely true. But it's, it's so interesting when you're in the thick of it. It's quite hard to sort of be... So it's once we're, you're through it that you can reflect. Yeah, like yeah, because that, I tried. You know, I tried when the kids were young. I did it. I, we did it all, you know. I was getting up also, five o'clock in the morning, going to, and opening up at the gym and then coming home sometimes for dinner time for the yeah. kids, but then having to leave again at seven till 11 o'clock at night yeah. to look yeah, up yeah. the gym. Um, they were really, really hard times and the kids weren't enjoying it i wasn't particularly happy with it sometimes my boss at the gym wasn't happy with me because you know i had other responsibilities that most of the other trainers didn't have yeah. um and it was a really hard work-life balance so just um you know just understand that it's not always perfect yeah and i think we really have to celebrate not just sort of international women's day i just think you know us being women and we are we, are we super. wear so many hats yep <laughs> we wear so many hats <laughs> Um, there was that nice post I saw a couple of years ago and it, it keeps getting rehashed where um, a woman is, she's wearing a, uh, you know, it's the one where she's wearing a cape. So there's a picture of yeah. a girl and you just see her silhouette and it looks like she's wearing a dress, but actually she's wearing a cape. And really we are, we are superheroes. We are super women and mums and business owners and you know every single hat like you said that we wear we really yeah. are and i think we need to be celebrated every day not just on march the 8th all right yes so i agree go home give yourself a big pat on the back you're doing a great job everyone and um, a little reward a little reward I'm yes sure. a nice a nice um i don't know massage or a some new perfume some, we'll go and get your nails done if that's your bag yeah or a pair of shoes or a new handbag and then tell <laughs> tell your other half or whoever's asking that we told you to. Yes. <laughs> On that we'll get, note, we'll I think exactly that. we're going to start getting some invoices. Um, we have been chatting for a very long time, but actually I think it was a really good um, and important podcast to have because we just all assume that you know us and you know about us. And now hopefully you no, do know a little, a little, bit more. A little bit more. Um, we, we're doing really well. We're in our second season. We're about, I think this is our ninth podcast in. So if you've been enjoying our podcast, please like review, share, tell your friends about us. Um, we get to see how many listeners we've had and they all get ranked. So let's see, um, what we can do for the, for the, for us and for the charts. And, um, if you have any questions, if you want to know anything about personal training, nutrition, parenting, drop us a message. Um, and also, if you've got any comments um, on this week's topic, if you've got any stories to share um, as um, working mums, um, please do yeah, share them with us. It would be really nice to be able to uh, discuss them, you know, on the next podcast. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's got any good stuff to share with us, we'd love to hear your stories. Um, and we'd love to hear if you enjoyed the podcast. So have a great day and we will catch up with you next time. Bye.